harvest is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good evening. Good to see you. Well, before we get going uh, this evening, let's. Uh, does anybody have a testimony or a word for everybody or something that the Lord, you feel like you're supposed to say from Him? Does anybody have that? We should be having stuff all the time because the Lord's moving. I know Stephen does. <laughs> Come on up. So Brian talks a lot about hearing from God and moving on things when you hear from God. Is it tie? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, Brian talks a lot no, about. So I don't know what she's talking about. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> Earlier, well, back up. Late last week, I had a situation where there was something that I needed for work, and I didn't know I needed it, but. Um, can I be specific? I, I don't know how specific to be. I mean, you guys know I'm in the funeral business, right? And we have to have caskets. And there was a family who needed a casket that they had prearranged like two years ago. And we didn't have it. I had kept it for almost two years and somebody needed it and I let them have it. And uh, I really felt like the Lord told me I needed to order that casket. And so I did. I picked up my phone and I ordered it. And literally 15 minutes later, um, the man who had asked for it, his daughter came and said, Dad's not doing well. We don't think he's going to make it. Now, I didn't know that he was sick. I didn't, hadn't talked to her. I hadn't seen the lady in a long, long time. And I had ordered it. It had to come from Chicago. Roger helped unload it today. The gentleman died on Sunday. I had no knowledge of any of this stuff. And I feel like the Lord told me to do that, and I did it. And it was amazing how what he told me was right. So I'm just thankful. I praise God that I heard from him and, you know, it, it worked out well for them. It worked out well for me. And I'm just ecstatic that, that I, I listened, I heard and I listened and I acted on it. And I mean, it's, it's probably really trivial to y'all. It's not that big a deal, but to me, it was a huge, huge deal. So is there a, um, what would have happened had you not heard from God and, you know, on Friday, and let's say that you didn't heard move. and ordered it on Monday. Wouldn't have worked. You wouldn't have had no, what No, because you needed. it left Chicago on Friday, and it was supposed to be here yesterday, and it wasn't. Yeah. And uh, here's an opportunity to stand in faith. <laughs> Roger might say, I wasn't standing too good by 11 o'clock today when he wasn't here. 11.15, it got here. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if I hadn't, it wouldn't be here. And there was no other outlets for this particular one. I could not. I probably could have gone to South Georgia and gotten it, but I wouldn't have been able to get it in time. Yeah, it was needed at like what we say two o'clock today, four, four o'clock. They had to had to have it. So if he wouldn't have put that on your heart to go ahead and order, wouldn't you'd have been. You would not have had it in time that you needed to serve the family the yep. way that you needed to. That's so correct. So he was not only looking out for the family, but he was giving you favor and mm -hmm. and really supplying. But had you not been, I know over the last couple of years, personally, you've been trying to raise your ability mm -hmm. to be led by God. Right. So had you not been able to be led by God and grown in that, you probably wouldn't have heard, nope. and you'd have been having a bad week. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure, <clears throat> I might be in South Georgia right now. <laughs> so, Can I tell the other one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was a service this past Saturday. It was a really tragic thing. A very young person passed away. 
and those are always hard. You know, the guy was 20 years old. We don't know what happened, but anyway, the family's very active. And the pastor came in, and I could tell when he got there for the service that he was really shaken. And, I mean, you think about it. I mean, you know, even Brian, you have to speak to a bunch of people about a 20-year-old that passed away. You've got friends that are young may not know the Lord. You've got a family that's hurt and grieving. It's just a bad situation. Of what I do, that's among the top tough things. Very awkward. Awkward. Hard. Yeah. So the pastor came in, and I've got this guy that helps me that he's a preacher, um, Keith Walters. And so when I saw him come in, uh, I said, Keith, come here. We've got to pray for this guy. So we went in the office, and we shut the door, and we prayed for him. And I prayed. And I really don't even remember what I said. Um, I just kind of went with it. He called me on Monday. The service went great. I really saw God move at the end of the service in a way that I don't think I've ever seen at a funeral home. I mean, it was just really, really touching. Uh, they had some awesome music. And at the end, the, the song, I think, Nicole, is Say Amen. I don't know if you have access to the words of that. I, it doesn't matter. But uh, Say Amen was, and, and basically, if paraphrase it, if you've seen God move, say amen. And, and, you know, here we are at this really sad thing. Everybody stands up. And, and, and the mother of the child is like, you know, holding her hand up to God. And it was awesome. So the pastor called me on Monday and said, hey, I just want to thank you for praying for me. I don't know that I've ever had anybody do that in that situation. So thank you. He said, but two of the things that you prayed really came true. One was that God would give me the words to say. And the other one was that the Holy Spirit would fill the place and, and, and just show up. God would show up in a big way. And he did. I don't even remember praying that, but that's what the preacher said. And it was like, whoa, how cool is that? So I heard, I moved, and it was awesome. Do you think that um, at that funeral, actually, people got born again? Do you think that? I know they had an opportunity to. I yeah. couldn't see him because we were on, you know, by the time it started, we were outside. But I know that, you know, he gave them the opportunity to that, and I think yeah. hands were raised. So, yeah, I, I feel yeah. certain that it's, you had a lot of young people there yeah. that, that – probably don't go to church well you so. can't you can't read their hearts but based off of what you saw and I, I believe so like and and did. I know God moved in a way that people hadn't felt before yeah. so we were talking on the phone and so I went through and I kind of and I'll do it again here publicly but so it looks like here at this place that's very awkward people were born again which means that they're going to spend eternity with our father instead of in hell all right, so that's a pretty good thing. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's, good that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And um, especially for them. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So here it is. But that was a result of laying the foundation for that service ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and it was because as you're praying for the Holy Spirit to move, one of his comments was, "I don't think I've ever seen the Holy Spirit move in a service like that." I and going in, it's awkward, and it's you know there's pressure built in with that type of funeral, and so here's the Holy Spirit moving, and a lot of it has to do with how uh, Christians ahead of time prayed and asked for the Holy Spirit to be there. So had you not prayed, it probably wouldn't have been that kind of service, all right? And so and then why did you pray? And one of the things that we were talking about is. Because um, he was saying, he was joking with me, he said, you know, he said, I didn't really do it until you, till I met you, but I'd say, people would say, uh, can I pray? 
and he'd say, he'd say, sure, I'll pray about I'll that. I'll pray for you sometime next sometime. week. <laughs> when, when I, I think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> but now what he says is, uh, yeah, let's pray let's right pray now. Right let's now. pray. Yeah. And so, so now he's, let's pray right now. And there's that boldness which Christians are supposed to walk in. And so because of that boldness, you prayed. The service was awesome. And people, it looks like, came to the Lord. So now they're going to be with God instead of in hell. But here's the other thing. Would he have prayed had he not had he not heard from God? So first of all, there's a boldness, and there's hearing from God that he had given himself to. I need to grow in this. And I know, you know, I'll 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 brag on Stephen for the last couple of years. I know that his heart is, Lord, let me grow in who you are. Let me grow in who you want me to be. And in that process, I, his hearing from the Lord has you know definitely grown. And so here he is affecting eternity in people and in, in pastors and people that are worshiping God, the Holy Spirit was ushered in to your business because you had given your heart over to grow in the Lord. And then, so, and that took a choice. You know, you know a year and a half, two years ago, I know in those two years you've made several choices that said, you know, all right, Lord, I give you this part of me and this part of me. And you know what? There'll be more. And, and I have more too. But that's just it. As we say yes to God, it opens up. And literally in this situation, it could have meant the difference. Let's just say it was one. It could have meant the difference between one person coming into the kingdom and knowing God and not going in hell or not. That's how big you being obedient to God and us being obedient to God is. And in that time when you need it, man, God's right there and he gave you leading and he gave you boldness and now there was this great, awesome example of what Christ wants to do in, an, in a very hard situation. So. Yeah. And, you know, as I've moved that way, instead of saying, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. Sure, you know, love you, praying for you. None of that. As I've done it, as I've said, yeah, come on, let's go. You know, I've had opportunities. I've had pastors come up to me and say, will you pray for me right now? Yeah. Now, you know, rewind two years ago. Uh-uh. No. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, pray for me. Okay, brother, I'll pray for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I pray sure for, will. Yeah, I sure, I'll do it. Pray for me right now. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, okay, yeah, okay, good. Let's yeah. do it. It's like as, as, as I'm opening up to doing these things, then the opportunities show up in which yeah. you can do it. Yes. And yeah. I wouldn't have done that two years ago. Yeah. I, I just, I wouldn't. For a preacher? I mean, yeah. no. I'm, I'd say the wrong words, you know. Then you <laughs> <laughs> well, when you start to learn the heart of God, you start to trust him in that. And that, I was in a situation yesterday, and somebody came up. They were looking for a job. I said, uh, well, I'll, I'll pray for that. And they were like, oh, okay, thank you, and shook my hand. Like, and I was no, reaching right out now. my hand to pray, you know. I'm, and uh, they were like, and I did it again. Well, let, let, let me pray for that, if you would. And I reached my hand out. They shook my hand. Well, thank you. Yes, yes. And, and so they, you know, three they times it, yeah. they tried to step away. And, and why would they do that? Because they're used to people saying, okay, yeah, I they're got you. I pray to, for you. And walking off. And they're used to it not having any effect. Or any meaning. Yeah. 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 And I know god well enough now and we should get to know god well enough that we expect something to happen right then because there's an anointing in christ we are his body that he's given to us to share with other people and so when you start becoming confident in that because you know who he is and you know who you are in him 
Now all of a sudden you have an immediate effect. And a lot of times I know, and you've probably experienced this too, a lot of times I'll just see people, they'll start tearing up right then because they feel the heart of God coming through right in that moment. Whereas the church in general in America has basically said, yeah, I'll be praying for you. And, and, and people walk away going, well, that's nice, but I'm not <laughs> expecting anything out of it. Well, we should be the kind of people that we expect something out of and see it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Cool. Anybody else? Anybody else have a testimony? Yes, ma'am. Come on up. Hello, hello. <laughs> Nervous? Yeah. Oh, I'll do this. there's no lights or microphones or like anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, I really just don't know where to start. Um, the Lord has been telling me to deal with something for a while, an issue I have, a little hang-up. And I was like, man, I just don't want to deal with it, don't want to deal with it. And he was like, well, if you'll make this appointment, I'll do this. So I went on, went on, went on a couple weeks. I was like, man, I can't be hearing the Lord. So anyway, I was like, all right, I need to know for sure that I'm hearing you. And I went ahead and made the appointment anyway. Well, a couple days ago, the Lord asked me, out of nowhere, do you like blue better than you do red, white, or gray? <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? And I was like, well, I really do like royal blue. Well, nobody really knows that but God. So anyway. Until now. Right. And, 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 <laughs> now everybody, and everybody knows. <laughs> but the watch story, I don't know if everybody heard the watch story the other week with Brian. Yeah. But um, anyway, our car's in the shop. Transmission's out. It's like the fourth transmission. These people are bending over backwards trying to help us. And they finally rented us a car. My husband pulls up in the, in the driveway today with a car that is the color I want, that I like, <laughs> the, the royal blue. And I was like, and this morning I was like, Lord, I got to know for sure that I hear you. Please let something happen today that, I, that only you know. And then that royal blue car shows up and I'm like, oh my gosh, even though it's a rental, it's my color. Yeah. And it, he's just sweet. And he made it a point to ask you that question too, to let you know he loves you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Did you do that car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise God. God cares about the little things. Does anybody else have a testimony? Somebody got a job online? Two interviews? Praise God. Amen. Amen. He, he cares about that stuff because he cares about you. He cares about you. Does anybody have a prayer for... Uh, the body tonight or a word that somebody that the Lord has led you to say or anything before we get into the message anybody you know sometimes it's not right just to run and jump into what you have planned but to let the let the Holy Spirit and let God do what he wants to do so I'll give it just a few more seconds anybody else I'm excited about the job that's awesome two interviews praise God Amen. Anybody else? Three, two, one. All right, good. Well, we, uh, if you get one or you have a question uh, in the middle of this, feel free. Uh, this is, uh, we always try to have Wednesday nights a little bit more open. There's times where I am preaching and it just flows. But if you've got a question, raise your hand. We want to answer those questions. Um, a lot of times we just get too uh, regimented. And the Holy Spirit, uh, there's an order to God, but there's also a very much, 
he very much has a care for you and for your heart and uh, for the things you care about. And when you have questions, he wants to answer them. And so, uh, you know, if you raise your hand, that's not being too out of order. And it, when it's time, we'll call on you and, and uh, get that question. And if not in the middle of the service, we'll definitely do it afterwards. So uh, just raise your hand or if uh, at the end, we'll probably give a moment if anybody else has something from the Lord. So um, let's turn to Luke chapter 2. In verse 52. Now, if you, uh, if you have whatever kind of device and you want to look at the notes, the notes tonight are different than they are Sunday. Uh, and you'll notice uh, you can go to boomerangchurch.org slash notes. Or if you're watching online, uh, a lot of times on the Boomerang page, it's over to the right which is not my right, but it's your right. It's right over there. And uh, hit on notes, and there's the uh, notes for tonight. You'll notice that it says increase 2 plus, and it says areas of increase plus. And uh, what that is is this Sunday, this past Sunday, we uh, hit increase part 2, talking about areas of increase. But in Sunday morning, a lot of times there is just not time to get into all the goody that's in a message. And so what we're going to be doing some more of, and I won't say we're doing it all the time, but is on Wednesday night is we're getting into more details and maturing and growing more over the message that we had on Sunday. So if you missed the message on Sunday or you hadn't heard anything about Increase yet in that series, I really encourage you to go back and watch part one and part two of that. And uh, basically what we covered, and you can look at this verse because it's a key one, is Luke 2.52. It says, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So, what that's saying right here is this. Jesus kept increasing in wisdom. We get that. Stature, uh, Stephen sent me a text earlier uh, this week. He said, what does that mean in the, in the Greek? What does that stature mean? And in this context... It doesn't mean that he kept getting buff um, and standing up straight. It means, it means he was maturing. Okay? He was growing in his maturity. But you notice in this verse, it doesn't say that he matured. It says he kept increasing. He kept maturing. He kept growing in wisdom and in favor with God and men. Well, we know that Christ is our chief example. And in the increase series, what we're showing is that God desires increase. Now, as soon as I say God desires increase and you see an increase graphic and everything, most people's minds go straight to material things. And now, I'm not going to tell you that God doesn't want you to increase materially. He does. It's evident in his word. You're blessed with faithful Abraham. Abraham was mightily increased uh, in material things. And all throughout the word, people are increased in material things. And I think we said on Sunday, if God did not want you to increase, he would not have sent Jesus. Um, if you just take some time and meditate on that, you'll come to a lot of revelation that he, if he didn't want you to increase, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. He just left you right where you're at. And there's a lot of stuff that was bundled with the gift that was Jesus to humanity. But a lot of times people say that, you know, oh, he just, you know, he's just a prosperity preacher, he's increasing, and, 
And if you think that, that's not exactly what we're saying. He does want you to prosper, and that's obvious in the Word. But if you listen to Increase Part 1, you'll hear me say that I increased one time when God was calling me to pastor, and then he told me to go clean some toilets. That was increase. And so everybody who thinks that increase is always going to fit in increase in your head uh, it's not going to always fit in your fleshly thinking. Increase comes about in lots of different ways, and sometimes that way in your mind goes, I don't want to do that. And, uh, so, and your flesh is always warring against the Spirit. But if you'll learn to hear from God, and you'll learn to be obedient to God, you'll find yourself constantly increasing all the time. Uh, several years ago, Nicole and I's life kind of took a turn when we decided to trust in the Lord. And ever since that period of time, uh, there's been times where we felt like it dipped. Uh, generally, that felt dip is just preparation to go back up. It's, not, it's basically lining you up in the place to increase if you'll just trust God. And we have seen in every area of our life over the last 10 years just con- consistently increase. Increase in in uh, our spirit, increase in our mind, and increase in our in our body. Everything has just increased and constantly gone up as we go after God. Well, this is the promise of God. And here's the biggest part of increase that we want people to get, is you need to renew your mind that increase in God is okay. He desires it, and you're not going to do it without focusing on it. You're not going to increase in God, in your spirit, in your mind, in your, in your body, and in your life. You're not going to increase just by waiting on God to increase you. He's already increased you. Now it's your turn to uh, be a partner to God and to start renewing your mind to increase. You need to renew your mind. And let me give you an example. This is in Matthew 25. You have the parable of the talents. Here was all these talents, and I, it's, it's awesome that they're called talents in English uh, because it goes right along with our talents and abilities as well. What do you have in Christ? You have everything. And God expects you, when you read the parable of the talents, God expects you to put those talents, to put what's in your hands to use. He expects for you to believe Him for increase. And the one who says, I'm not going to do it, I'm going to go bury what I have, they're actually going to stagnate and go backwards, and God's words towards that servant was not very nice. It's not the words you want to hear. God desires increase, and the more you think about this, and what's going to happen is, after you've heard this series, you're going to go and you're going to be reading in the Word and you're going to go, hey, look, there's where God wants me to increase. Hey, look, there's where God wants me to increase. Hey, look, there, increase, increase. You're going to see it all through the Word because He desires it. It's a part of His plan. And then over in, uh, I believe it's uh, 2 Corinthians, yep, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 through 12. This is where we're going to start tonight. Uh, you can turn there, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 through 12. God, man... These uh, scriptures are just chock full with promises. These four or five scriptures here, I mean there is promise after promise after promise. And if you were able to pull up your notes, you'll see little bolded sections of those notes. 
and and you can take you can get some major nuggets out of just meditating on those bolded areas of those notes. Now, why does God want us to increase? Why does he number there's four reasons that we laid out. Number one, and we've already said that we need to follow the example of Christ, but why was Christ this way? What was he doing? He was following the example of God. He was following the example of his father. And why was the father interested in increase? Here's why. Number one, uh, his heart desires it. Have you ever seen in the scripture where the father's heart said he desires much fruit? He doesn't want just a little bit of fruit or just enough fruit to get by. He desires much fruit. You know, a lot of times in our society today, uh, many people are, they, they'll tell you, well, you don't want to get over in excess, you know, don't be believing for excess. Well, God's an excessive God. You know, you look at Psalm 23, my cup runs over, right? Well, he could have, I mean, God's smart enough and big enough to stop it right at the brim. I mean, he's powerful enough to do that. Why did he overflow it? Well, we'll hit that in just a second in 2 Corinthians 9. All right, so also when he took up the fish in the net, he said it, there were so many fish that the net began to, what, break. Didn't God know how many it would hold without breaking? But God's an excess of God. And then he says this, he says, look, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. God's an excess of God. And that's okay to be excessive. It's, it's okay to be a fanatic for God. That doesn't mean you need to go out there and you know do crazy stuff just for the sake of crazy stuff. But it's okay to be a fanatic for God. It's all right. That's an okay thing. Matter of fact, the heroes that you will see in the Bible, somebody generally is sitting there going, "They're crazy," you know, and that's all right. That's all right. He believes God like he's real. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's good. That's when something happens. When you get to that place, that's when God really can work. He can, you are working now with God instead of against him when you start believing him in that kind of way. So number one, God desires much fruit. He desires much fruit. How are you going to have much fruit if you're not willing to get over into excess, into overflow? Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life, and life more abundantly. And when you look at that word, it means, the Amplified says it like this, till, to the full, till it overflows. In the Old Testament blessings, what does it say? It says, uh, you're going to be the head and not the tail, and it goes into all those blessings in Deuteronomy 28. And uh, so one of the things it also says is that you're going to be the lender and not the borrower. Well, if you're the lender, what does that mean? Can you be the lender without having overflow? If you don't have overflow, if you're just up to the brim, it's me and my four and no more, if you're just okay with all of that, you're never going to have any money to lend. So even in Old Testament blessing, before Christ, he says, look, I want you in overflow. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, which we'll get to in a minute, it talks about giving out of the abundance. God wants you in overflow. He wants you in increase. But we have to say, okay, I, I need to purpose myself to renew my mind to increase. All right? 
So, in what's, why must we increase? Number one, God, the Father's heart desires it. He desires much fruit. Number two, increase advances the kingdom of God. You think about over in Acts, when uh, the church came about and 3,000 were increased that day, if they weren't believing God for increase and moving in obedience with him, and I don't think they knew all of God's plan, but they were moving and united in their heart to do whatever God wanted them to do. Increase came, and that's how the kingdom started to be advanced. And then they went everywhere preaching the gospel, believing that God would add to them. You know, all right? So we must have increase because God desires much fruit. Number two, the kingdom advances through increase. Number three, those that are around us, they need overflow and discipleship. In other words, how can you disciple someone if you're not increasing in wisdom about God? Can you disciple if you're not growing and increasing in that? Not possible. How can you give to somebody who's in need if you're not in overflow? You've got to increase. You've got to. And number four, you know what? He just loves you too. <laughs> he loves you so much he wants to bring home a car that's your color. You know, He loves you so much that he wants to, he wants to give you a, a word for somebody and a prayer for somebody. But it doesn't just happen unless we are saying, Lord, I trust you. Increase takes faith, and without faith it's impossible to please God. We need to believe God for increase. And what, what happens if you stop believing? What happens if you stop increasing or stop going forward? What happens to your life? You stagnate. Guess what else? You go backwards. You, this is, uh, Stephen, you probably see this a lot, but what happens when people uh, lose uh, their spouse or they, they finally retire? Generally, if they have no plans to continue going forward and increasing, what happens? They die. They pass away. Why? Because they stagnate. They have no purpose anymore. Increase is the purpose of God for your life. That's a good one. I'm glad you're... You know, she's, I'm tweeting. <laughs> Increase is the purpose of God for your life. And it's a part of that purpose that you will find life of God in it. It's important for us to understand this. So he also just wants to give to you. He wants just your life to increase. He wants your life to overflow, not for everybody else, not for the kingdom, all, just for you too. So, and that's okay. That's an okay thing. You know, There's a lot of religion that would say that's not okay, but it really is okay. He loves you. You know, it's kind of like my, my kids. You know, why do I buy gifts at Christmas time or give them anything? Because I love them. I want to see them enjoy it. Is that wrong of me to want to give? Would it be wrong of them to say, oh, Daddy, I just don't need this. I don't, and they do that every, every Christmas, every birthday, every, every it, it would be wrong. You know why? Because they're not trusting me for what I'm trying to give them. It would be wrong. And yet, we as the church, in our false humility, so many times have said, oh, no, 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 not me, Lord. Just, just give me enough to get by. Well, 
not only is that wrong for you personally, but now you have nothing to overflow into the lives of others. It's very selfish, actually. And it's pride because you're not, you're not actually going after God. You're not hearing Him and you don't know His heart that He desires increase in your life. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Verse 8 says this, And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Now the first bolded statement in the notes is, All grace abound to you. Well, that's a pretty strong statement. How much grace is out there? Because when God says, all grace abound to you, that means, is it abounding to you? When it says abound to you, does that mean like it's just giving you just enough? Or is it in overflow? It's in overflow. And is it just a little bit of grace? No, it's all grace or just one half grace. No, it's all grace. So you've got to think about this. All the grace that God has in Him... He just gave you a promise that he's able to make it all abound in your life. That's huge. That's huge. Should we be lacking anything if that's the heart of God? No, we should be growing in that, learning how to allow him to give me more grace and more grace because this is his heart. This is his heart. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always, how, how often? Always having all sufficiency in everything. This is the heart of God for you. That I am well supplied in all sufficiency always in everything. How many times then, according to this, how many times does God want you in insufficiency? Never. How many times does he want you in 98% sufficiency? Never. It's not his heart. He's showing you his heart. And, he, and he's saying, I'm able to make all of it abound to you. Now there's a purpose, there's a purpose for it. It's not, and, and this is where a lot of people get off. They're like, oh, praise God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And it is for you, but it's not just for you. It's, there's a balance because it's not just for you, it's for people around you too. You know, did God want me to personally grow up in wisdom in the Word? Yeah, absolutely. Am I benefiting by that? Yeah, absolutely. Did he want it just for me and not for anybody else? No. And y'all are seeing that now because it's overflowing into the lives of other people. And, and then we hear testimonies like we hear tonight. And it's now that overflow overflowed out of me and into Stephen. And now part of his overflow is overflowing into another pastor. And, and that overflow overflowed into a whole uh, 200 and some people. Is that right? 200 plus. Amen. I got it right. So, we need to overflow and we need to believe God for all sufficiency in everything. So that you always have an all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance. Period. Stop. Stop. So that 
Look at what he's trying to get to you. You may have an abundance. Now you can take everything after that and, and in front of that and just don't focus on it right now. We're going to come back to it. But what does he want you to have? An abundance. In everything. This is the heart of God. Now there's purposes, there's reasons. It's not just all for you. And that's what it says next. So that you may have abundance for every good deed. For every good deed. In other words, if there's a good deed that needs to be done, you are operating in abundance. The body of Christ is operating in abundance to see it happen. You know, this I remember, um, I think it was Keith Moore. Uh, he was saying, oh, it makes me just spitting mad sometimes when you'll see ministers go out and churches go out and they're begging for money and stuff from everybody knowing that they're supposed to be trusting God and in all abundance, they shouldn't be asking for that from anybody. If people want to give it, fine. But yet they're out there pounding on doors asking everybody for money all the time. Or asking for a discount. Well, I'm a church. Well, whoop de doo You should be, you, or do you have a testimony that you are in abundance or not? Well, well, can you give me a discount? If I'm at the counter and they're like, well, I'm a church, can you give me a discount? I'm going to tell you what my, what's going to be in here. I'm not going to say it's going to come out here in my mouth, but in my head it's like, no, believe God. Turkey? <laughs> Have you read the Bible? Believe God. Not trying to be rude. But let's be who God called us to be. Stop being the people that are always there with our hand out when God's given us already everything in Christ. Trust Him. God can move on the hearts of people. God can move, God can write, you know, He can move on the heart of somebody, writes one check, everything's fine. Just like that. Trust Him. Ask Him for it. Believe Him for it. Know this. See, this is the problem. Most people don't know verses like this and they don't know that they're supposed to be in abundance for every good deed. And so, most of the time, a lot of, a lot of religious circles, oh, I don't need, we just need, well, then why are you asking me for a discount then? Then why are you asking people for a discount for a ministry? Because I'm a church. Stop it. Know the Word and stand on it and believe God for it. Yeah. Believe Him for it. And I'm encouraging myself. Well, look at this. Uh, I think it's... Yes, uh, in the New Living. Put that 2 Corinthians 9.8 in the New Living. And God will generously, generously provide... All you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Why, you know, does he want to just get the plenty to you? No, he wants to get it through you. To you and through you. And he gives us a picture of... Here's, if you can imagine, we did a thing, there's a picture of it out there... Um, one time, and the message was a little bit different, but it was a pitcher of water, and it was the stuff. And if you can imagine, God wants to just keep the flow. 
If you can imagine just a, a, a hose pipe all the way from heaven filled with the glory and the abundance of whatever it is you need and it just constantly is pouring and flowing in you and you constantly have an overflow and people that get around you see the power of God and the overflow of God. Now what kind of testimony is that? And you never have any worry about any lack because he, he overflows your cup constantly. What, in money, Brian? Yes. Uh, in health? Yes. In anointing? Yes. In you, you name it, you're being overflowed in the goodness of God and it's pouring out from Him and overflowing in you. This is the picture of evangelism. And you know why the world isn't being evangelized? Because we don't know this stuff. <laughs> because we feel like, especially in this country, that we have a right to go get the discount because we're a church. Do you realize we are supposed to be running all of the welfare? <laughs> we're supposed to be running that. And we had not had enough to keep the doors open. As I'm talking about as the general body in America. That's... that's, that's almost shameful that we haven't known that now we're growing up in it and and i would say in the last 20 or 30 years this has changed more than it ever has uh to the point where some people have gotten off and they've got into their own personal gain and and, and gone and they're in a ditch on prosperity but at the same time that doesn't mean that these verses are wrong these verses are right but you've got to find the balance within yourself. It's part of what we need, to, we need to know. God desires increase, and He desires increase. A huge, huge portion of it is so that you can overflow into other people's lives. Let me just give you a little clue here. The moment that you say, mm, fill me up, increase me, Lord, and you can't hold anymore because you're not letting any of it go, He's got to turn it off so you don't explode. So there goes your flow. Matter of fact, if you can think about it like this, if God's given you stuff and you're not willing to let it all go, if you're not willing to give it all away, then there's something in your heart that's saying, I've got to keep this for me. And you're in that place where the flow has to, be, at the very least, be restricted. If you want a flow in your life that's that picture of evangelism that I talked about, where it's overflowing you in everything, in all things, then you've got to be willing to say, yeah, I'll give that to you. Lord, what you want? What do you want me to give? I'll give it in a second. I, the Lord told me this one time. He said, he said if you... Uh, this is not the notes that I had. So anyway... Amen. So he said this. He said, if anything takes you longer than two seconds to give away, it's got you. You don't have it. So, I mean, I've got to have two seconds to just process the thought. That's about it. But the, the point is, if it takes me any time whatsoever to give it away, uh, then that thing's got me, and I need to deal with my heart. I need to judge my heart right then. That, now, listen, that don't just mean money. That can mean cars, houses, time. I was getting there, Deb jumping. <laughs> time, comfort, talents. And guess what? God doesn't always ask you to give when it's like convenient. <laughs> it can be convenience. Most of the time, most of the time, you know, it's like I heard somebody uh, say this, I forget. 
who was preaching or, or exactly what they were preaching on, but, but like if I call somebody for help, I don't need help next week when you're, it's convenient for you. I need help when I call. And if you're like, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll help you sometime later, well, that really is not the help that's necessary. And so a lot of times we have to be willing to say, hey, if I want this flow to keep flowing in my life, there's, a, there's some principles that go with it, and I don't want it hindered or throttled any at all, then I've got to be willing to listen to God and instantly give whatever He asks me for. Whatever He asks. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is, and, and this is, I'm sure, this is not for anybody that's here. I'm sure this is not for anybody that's here. You may want to pick your feet up off the ground so your toes don't get stepped on. Um, I'm sure this is not, and it's nobody watching on live stream. You know, we want that flow to be so full, and yet even when God pronounces the tithe as his, we're not even given that. If we can't give that, how in the world are we going to operate in the abundance that he's called us to? And if you're not operating in the abundance that he's called you to, you're outside of faith and you're not pleasing God. And we can't, even, we can't even do it with that a lot of times. We're not able or we haven't been. And it needs to be addressed, not, not by me, by you and God. You and God need to talk about that. Lord, help me get to the place where I don't restrict any flow, but I'm constantly moving in increase. I'm constantly able... You know what? I, l- let me just give you this example, and this will help... Um, some of you have heard me tell this story again, but man, it, it just happened. It just happened again, um, and I, it's been blessing me. So, this has been. I don't know. Do you remember the Netflix thing and when that was that we did that? Probably seven years ago, eight years ago. Okay. So, Nicole and I, I, I remember we were riding down the road one day, and just in my heart, it was like, Lord. The Holy Spirit pricked my heart and said, give something, I want you to give something to me that's valuable to you. And it wasn't something I had to do. It was just the the Holy Spirit gave me an opportunity. I want you to give me something that's valuable to you. Okay. Well, at that point, as far as our finances, we weren't in a bunch of overflow. We weren't. We weren't at that place. And... uh we were, I mean, <laughs> ooh, we were nowhere close to overflow at that point. We were, it was, each month was a, a faith project. <laughs> Let's say it like that. <laughs> Every month, <laughs> when, we, when we made it to the, the first of the next month, we were like, praise God, hallelujah, because that was where we were at. And now we knew some of these things, but we had messed up and we had gotten in some debt and, and it really had us racked. I mean, we were just, we were in some pressure. But one thing that we did allow ourselves to do was we had a Netflix account. And at that point, I think it was $20 a month. And, um, and I don't think all we were doing as far as offering, we were tithing at that point, but all we were doing as far as offering goes was um, we were just giving whenever the Holy Spirit told us to give. And so... 
what the Lord had kind of been dealing with me about separately was I want you to give, um, basically, I want you to give based off of uh, you know, a set amount each month. In other words, I want, I want some continuous giving in offerings, not tithes, but over and above the tithe. I want you to give offerings every month. And so then he said, I want you to take something that's valuable, uh, and he, he gave us that opportunity, and I said, Lord, what can I give you? I'd love to give you anything, but what can I give you? And um, man, my free time, I, I like watching movies. You understand, I like that. That's my quiet time. That's my don't think about nothing else, you know, go brain dead time. And so I'm like, all right, Lord, what would you like for me to give you? And, and the Holy Spirit goes, your Netflix account. <laughs> the Netflix account, and which meant movies. That's my time. If he wanted me to give it away. And... uh and it didn't take long because we were at a good place and, and I said, okay, we'll do that. And so what we did is we canceled that account and immediately, that was 20 bucks a month, immediately we started giving 20 bucks uh, to wherever he told us to give it to. I don't remember who it was to at that point. But we immediately set it up and every month it came out of our account right then. So that $20 was what we started with and and... As time went on and we opened up our heart to that, well, that $20 became, you know, 30 And 30 became 50 And now it's been about seven years or so. And I think, um, I'm not trying to get, give into all our business, but I think that's up around, on the regular giving, this is not, if God says to give something extra, then we give something extra, you see. But this is just every month these checks go out and we now I think it's up around like 200 or 250 a month. Well, how many people would just like to increase your giving to the kingdom of God up a few hundred dollars? Well, how does it start? By being obedient in the small things, you know? And and listen, what can, you know, can God use that what you decide to increase in? Yes, but it takes a heart thing. I know back then, if you'd have told me, I need to figure out where we're at now because I don't even know. I just, God says, give this much to this. And we say, okay, do it. And you know what's happened is the income, personal income that we've had is, has just continued to increase and go up and go up. And the other day she called me and said, hey, I got another raise and it's this much. And I was like, praise God. And we hadn't told anybody that. But it's just, we praise God about it. Man, it's constantly done that, and, and it wasn't something we were expecting, you know? And, and then, sometimes I, I just check with the Lord, because I don't ever want to get into the place where it, you feel like I'm bragging, but at the same time, I know when I started to hear people tell these stories, it helped me. And so I want to help you as much as I can. I, I got a check the other day, or excuse me, got a letter from the mortgage company. And I usually don't even open those. I just throw those over. But the, I, mean, I don't want to read all that. I don't want to read whatever they're sending me. I don't want to read it. And uh, the Holy Spirit said, thank goodness I know how to listen. He said, open that one. So I opened it. I think I got it because I meant to take it to the bank today. And there was a check where we had overpaid extra extra three hundred dollars 
Right. Well, and you know what? Now here's the good thing. The extra $300. And, it, and it's not because we don't need money. We do still need money. But there would have been a time when, when y'all would have had to call me in to do service because I'd still be doing backflips for $300 from three days ago. Right? But, I, but now we just said, praise God. And, and what's the point of this? The point is to show you that God wants you to increase in everything, but it takes you starting to give Him and not restricting that. And when you give that to Him, He's able to flow and bring those things into your life. And all of a sudden, not only does your level of life go up, but now it overflows into other people and it's able to. Last night we were sitting uh, in a meeting and they needed something. They, they had a need. It was a ministry. They had a need. I had the availability and because of overflow, we just got it right then and took care of it, handled business. How about, you know, Jimmy's going to the Bahamas here uh, Saturday, right? How about on Saturday, you know, next time when God calls him to go somewhere, because we've all gotten to the place where we are in, living in the overflow, all of his expenses are already paid the moment he thinks about it and the moment God puts it in his heart. Right? What if, what if he says, hey, the Lord's led me to go to Bahamas and he, he wasn't telling uh, to be asking. He was just telling to be praising God. And because we're all living in overflow, all of a sudden we're like, well, how much is that going to cost? Well, it cost, you know, a couple thousand dollars this time or, you know, 2500 Well, I tell you what, brother, I, God's been blessing me uh, and he just dealt on my heart. I'm, gonna, I'm being obedient to what he said. Here's, here's $2,500. And write it and now there's no debt, there's no nothing, there's no fundraising. This is, uh, I remember, um, I, forget, I forget who it was, but they were saying it in a meeting. They said, this is the way it ought to be in church all the time. And we say, hey, we got this $100,000 project that we need to go feed these, feed these families and take care of and build this orphanage. It's going to take $100,000. And uh, say, we need to go ahead and meet that today. And the church body goes, oh, yeah. And, and somebody says, I'll do 10. And somebody else says, I'll do 25. And, and, and in five minutes, we're like, okay, we're there. Stop. Nobody else give anymore. No, no, no more needs. Do you realize that should be a reality because we're living in over, overflow and abundance? It should be. This is not, I'm, there's no question about this. That should be a reality. That's how far off we've been from what God actually had. But here's part of the reason of that is because people, God starts blessing people and they go, mine, and God has to turn off the flow because they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to let it flow through their hands. It's like that check that I'm, you know, part of what we're doing is we're just saying, hey, what do you want to do? This is extra. If something comes in extra, it's not part of our normal budget, the first thing that we're doing is, Lord, what do you want to do with this? Is it for us? Because if it's extra, I'm assuming it's either a blessing for us or you've got it to give to somebody else. Amen? So one or the other. And so you just have to be led. And you just have to let God lead you. Matter of fact, you know, $300 I'm going to give to you to your trip, okay? Amen. There. And so we'll get that to you right after. We'll write you a check afterwards, okay? Amen. Yeah, well, 
I was going to give you something, but I didn't know what. But now I know why God held it off. Amen? Amen. And part of that is, well, why would God want you to see that? Because He wants you to see that I believe what I say. And that's why He gave it to us. I wasn't expecting that. I get to sow into the gospel. It's awesome. Why? Because we believe God for overflow. You can believe God for overflow too. Amen? And God wants that. I feel like I'm getting on to you, but I'm really not. I hope you're actually encouraged. You're maturing. Amen. You know, and, and the reason we, we should be at the place where you start hearing these things and everybody gets so excited because they see the heart of God moving in this kind of stuff. But we've gotten so much to the place that, that our money and our time is ours that you start talking about money and time and people go, mm, preacher, get off of that. And we ought to be praising God and see y'all are, y'all are, y'all are pretty, doing pretty good with it. You're doing pretty well with it, which is a testimony that your heart is where it needs to be. And that's good. We need to be at the place where we can receive that kind of meat and we just instantly, we chew on it, we meditate on it, but we can take it down right now. We're not, we're not in the milk anymore. We're able to handle the big stuff that God wants. Why? Because we've given ourselves to increase. We've gotten to the place where we can take big boy bites now. Amen? We're not eating baby food anymore because we've given ourselves the increase. This, we ought to be so... I mean, the church is designed to run this world. The church is designed and empowered to run it. To have dominion over it. It's part of the plan. The missions never change from Genesis. And now in Christ, we're even... even uh, more designed and empowered and anointed to do it. But we haven't been doing it because we've been so selfish with the little stuff that we have and not willing to let God have it all. And because of that, the, the valve has had to be throttled. And we're living, we've been living in the miniature instead of living in everything that God has for us. The full abundance the grace abounding to every need to bring about all sufficiency and everything. And we've got, we need some people in this kingdom. We need some people in the church that says, by God, I will believe God for whatever He has and I'll increase because my King is worth it. My King is worth it. And when we start taking on that and stop making excuses and stop seeing any other option but God, now all of a sudden you can actually start working with God and partner with Him. He's just looking for people that will partner with Him. But we've got to get our, our junk out of the way and open up our heart to actually get to the place where we're not moving in selfishness, but we're moving in, an, in a real humility in obedience to the heart of God. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. This is the purpose for increase, to increase the harvest of your righteousness. Do you realize you have a harvest 
of, of your righteousness that God has already planned. And if you're not moving in to increase and you're not allowing God to increase, but you're taking so much that you have, you are a son and a daughter of God. And if you're burying that, then you are, you are stepping outside of the plan of God. And you're not going to see the harvest that He has planned. You're changing God's plan in your selfishness if you're not giving yourself over to increase and humility towards the heart of God. It's a huge point. And you know what's so wrong with the church and so wrong with the world? They had not been doing this. They've been making excuses for it. Well, I'm just so busy and when I get... You know, when I start making six figures, then I'll give more. If you're not, if you're not faithful in the little, you're not going to be faithful in the big. And if you're not faithful in the little, He's not going to give you the big. It's a matter of the heart. But you know what's interesting about this is this is something we talked about. He who supplies seed to the sower, like in this situation that just happened here tonight, He supplied seed to the sower. He doesn't supply seed to the eater. He supplies it to the sower. So this, I, heard, I heard a preacher being a little harsh one time, and I'll give it to you because I didn't say it directly. So it's not me, it's him. So it, he, said, uh, he said, well, brother, I just don't have any, anything to sow. He said, I wouldn't tell anybody that because he gives seed to the sower. If you don't have seed, you're not a sower. But here's what he does with that seed. Like what here I know I'm believing God for this. When we write that and give into what you're about to go do, you know, he says he will he will give and he will supply the seed and multiply the seed. Now see the seed is going to produce a harvest, right? And the seed, let's say there's one seed, well that may produce, you know, a hundred kernels or a hundred seeds right but he doesn't say that and this is what we talked about sunday he doesn't say that he just multiplies the fruit he multiplies the seed so now we're talking about i give one seed god throws a whole bunch of other multiplied seed in there now we have multiplied fruit times multiplied seed if we're not believing god for that if we're not believing him for that as well then we're not moving into the fullness of the will of God and the increase of God. So when we give that, and I'm teaching y'all how to believe God for what you have. Why? Because you need to be increasing. Is When we do that, I'm not just believing just for fruit. I'm believing for multiplied fruit based off a of multiplied seed. That's the word. You will be enriched, verse 11, in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God for the ministry of this service. And this is, see, when we start believing for increase, it brings thanksgiving. That's, that's what that verse is saying. Verse 12, for the ministry of the service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. Now, if you understand this, the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. 
Do you see what that says there? It says that every saint in the kingdom of God, as we learn to get into the right heart and increase, in this particular case, increasing in finances, when we get to that place, every need of every believer is supposed to be supplied and have overflow. Have we seen that? And we've been off somewhere, haven't we? We've been off, you know, in our historically. What's been off? Has it been God? Has His Word been not true? No, that Word's true, I promise you. That Word's true. What's been off? Our heart, our knowledge, our action. You know, there was a whole bunch of years that we were that, man, Lord, if you'll just give us a bunch, we will give to you. <laughs> you just bless us. If you gave me 100000 right now, I would give you 50000 back. I, I would do it right now. Man, we were there. But we weren't willing to give $50 that we did have, you see. We, we weren't willing to do that. But if he would have, we kept making these promises. Well, we were never moving in this because our heart was off. It was, it was not humble towards God. It was messed up. The church ought to be moving into a place where every need is so supplied and overflowing that we are handling the welfare system. We are handling the widows and the orphans. We are handling them. And we're not just handling them in like, well, I hope you find some more donors this, this month. No, we're like, here, here's some more, here's some more. You need anything else? Got anything else you need? We, we have plenty because we're, we're supplied for every good work in Christ. You can look on these notes. I don't think we'll come back to it next week, but in areas of increase in our hands, in our outer man, and in our inner man, it's important for you to be strengthened in the inner man. And there's a whole bunch of scriptures talking about God wants you to increase in a lot of different areas, and it's not just physical things and material things, but there's a lot of areas that He's expecting us to apply our faith to for increase. And it's not just money. We talked a lot about money. Apparently that's... How many... Let me ask this question. How many people have been believing God for more money to do more things in the kingdom? And you've been wanting to increase in that area. Amen. And that's why he's bringing that message out. Because when there's a preacher that will preach, then that builds faith in you to move. And that, so that's why the Holy Spirit, he, he will meet your expectations and faith and draw out the message so that you will have faith to do what he's asking you to do. Amen? Amen. Lord, we thank you. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Right now, if you're... If you're at that place, maybe you had revelation tonight, maybe this kind of sealed it off and, and, and answered the question, but you're at that place where you're like, okay, for the rest of my life, th this meant something to me tonight. Not just that you heard it and it made sense to you, but something inside of you happened tonight as you're hearing this. Lord, I need increase in my life. If that's you, I want to just raise your hand and just and I'm going to pray. So right now, Lord, I just ask for everybody that this is, this is a revelation moment for them. 
Lord, that they're believing you for increase. I pray right now for their eyes of understanding to be enlightened so that they may know the hope of you, the hope of your glory poured out in their lives. And Lord, I ask right now that their increase and their mind may be strengthened with all might, all of your might, not their might, but your might, Lord, that they may be strengthened to stand and make the choices and make the decisions to move forward in you and and to have the increase that they need so that they will be ready and fully supplied for every good work, and blessed in their own life as well, Lord. Let the blessing of God pour out in them. Let it overflow in them. Lord, in that process, for them to be prepared, Your Word says that, Beloved, that you, the people that God loves, He says, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So Lord, I ask right now, that when they come up to those moments where they need to get some more of the flesh out of the way and get their mind renewed more to the things of you in order to increase, that they would see the area to change and they would be strengthened to make the decision and see it through. Lord, let them be strengthened to make the decisions and see it through. Lord, let them be strengthened in Jesus' name to see the decision, to make it, and see it through. To see it through to the increase that is the heart of God. Nothing more, nothing less, but the perfect will of God in their life. The increase of God be in their lives. And may the blessing of God and the anointing of God for increase in every area, not just materially, in every area. Your anointing to set them free, to set loose increase in their lives. Let it be released right now in this moment in Jesus' name. Father, we thank You. And just praise Him right now. Just praise Him. Lord, we praise You. Thank You for that increase. Lord, we know that we're going to start seeing an increase in ways that is beyond what we can imagine or think, Lord, beyond what we can ask. It's going to go beyond that, beyond what we're capable of understanding, Lord. We know, and Lord, we thank You right now. Thank You for Your increase. Not just for increase in our lives, Lord, but thank You that increase will be there to do the work of the kingdom. To see every good work done, Lord. And we don't just start down the road when those things come. Lord, we receive it right now. We receive Your leading and obedience to you right now. Lord, if you ask us to do something, we say those th- we're ready to hand it over. Money, time, effort, convenience, we're ready to give it at the drop of a hat. It's not, we declare and we proclaim, Lord, we don't want any flow in our life restricted. Lord, we don't want anything outside of your will. We want only your will. We will not hold on to anything we declare and we proclaim it everything we have is yours it's not something you're forcing us to do but it's something we're saying because we want to give you something valuable something you deserve when you gave us christ and so lord we give you us and we let our lives now be a service of worship thank you father for it in jesus name amen Amen.
Have a great night.